Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Julie Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. change right now in the church and uh, negotiating change. About 32 years ago, I had no knowledge of God, no understanding of who Jesus was, was raised in a non-Christian home, and I was an entertainer on the road doing show business. And in a desperate moment in my life, in a lonely hotel room in the middle of Singapore, I began to cry out as I found a Gideon's Bible in the drawer and began to cry out, you know, is there anyone that understands me, that sees me, that knows me? Is there anyone that will look past the outside and find the little girl that's inside here that's crying out to be known? Is there anyone out there who actually knows who I am? and cares enough to look inside and find the deep places of my heart. And at that very moment, the whole side of the room turned white and glowing like a bright light, and the face of the most beautiful man that I've ever seen or will ever see was in the corner of the room smiling down at me. His eyes were blue like the ocean, and you could, it's like you could look into his eyes and just see forever clear and crystal and pure and honest and real and he looked into my eyes and I looked into his eyes and all I could say is you're real you're real you're real his lips were soft and gentle and his lips said to me I judge you not his smile said to me you're everything I ever dreamed of And as he looked into my eyes, he found me. He found me. And he began to speak to me, not in words, not as we speak, but I could hear his thoughts. I could hear his spirit. And we spoke spirit to spirit. And he said this to me, speak my name and you'll be saved. And I wanted to say to him, I don't know your name. But deep down inside of me, like the Bible speaks of a river, living water, deep down inside, it bubbled up inside of me and out of my mouth flowed these words, Jesus. And as I said his name, I began to cry and cry and cry and that river that was locked up inside of me just came out. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And he said some other things to me and quoted some scriptures to me. And then he said these words, follow me, follow me. And for the last 32 years, that's exactly what I've been trying to do. It's to follow him. Through every season of my life, through every change in my life, 
through every up and every down, through every high and every low, through every sickness and every wellness, through every challenge and every victory. I promised him that day that I'd follow him and I will follow him. And he asked us to do that many, many times over to follow him. If we look in the scriptures here, Matthew 4.19 says this, Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew 10.38, And anyone who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Matthew 9.21, And you will have treasure in heaven, then come, follow me. John 8.12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. You know, there's many stages of learning to follow. Who knows that? Just when we think we've got it down and we're following him, we face something else in our lives. That, that we just fall back into our old patterns of independence and I can do it and doing it my way and running and forgetting, you know, that we were supposed to actually wait for him. And it doesn't matter how far you get down the track. I mean, 32 years down the track and I am still human and still, you know, and still run ahead of him and forget and we were talking about today, you know, just, just when you get in a challenge and you think that you've conquered that challenge and you think, I've got it, you know, I'm following you, Jesus, this is all cool, this is all working, this is great, I've got this down pat, we're in a rhythm, we're flowing together, Jesus, I am here in your heartbeat, when you walk, I walk, when you breathe, I breathe, you know, when you think, I think, when you speak, I speak, when I, I pray to you, I love you, I live in you, and then something goes wrong in our world, and all of a sudden it's like, I don't know where you are, where are you, who are you, where did you go? You know, it's just like, and we lose sight, we lose sight of him. Though he never moves and he never changes, because he promises us that I am with you. I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, I am with you. But we shift, our thinking shifts, our, our moods shift, we change. He never changes, he stays the same. That rock is there to stand on whenever we need to stand on that rock. And the storms come, but the rock remains. And all we've got to do is follow him. Sounds simple, doesn't it? And so, you know, we've faced some challenges recently as a church and, you know, in the last few months, it's been quite a, a few challenges on top of each other. And, you know, my mother's heart just breaks, you know, and I get so emotionally involved in the whole mess. And I want to go fix everybody and love everybody and make sure everybody's not hurting anymore. And I want to fix all the unsafe people that have been affected by the things that are happening around about. And, you know, and, and then I start running and I start going again. And so I'm in this place... You know, a couple of weeks ago, and I'm just going, oh God, where are you? You know, I feel you. You know, having a whinge session, like you do. And, um, and Jamie had introduced me to this singer that I'd heard who sang at the Olympics. And, you know, she's 
not that I know of a Christian, but she sounds like a Christian anyway to me. And so, and there was this, you know, this, this song that she showed me. And so I downloaded the album of this girl because I liked her voice. I thought, oh, I'll have a listen to that album. That might look me up. And I just, you know, like you do, you press the button and, of course, Jesus is on the other end because he uses anything to get to us, doesn't he? Like any medium he will use to get to us. But me, it's music. It's like songs. He knows. He knows. He just knows that as soon as I hear lyrics of a song, I'm done. He can get straight in, you know, like that. So I'm listening to this song and, and the words are something like this. Follow me. I'll be your river. I'll do the running for you. Follow me. I'll be your river. I'll move the mountains for you. Follow me. I'll be your river. I'm here to keep you floating. And, and I'm listening to this and I'm just like, oh, you're so beautiful, Imara. Anyway, next minute I'm in this vision. And in this vision, there's a river. It's not really deep. It's kind of just shallow. But it's definitely moving. And it's got some current in it. And there's these, these stones to get from one side of the river to the other side of the river. And I'm there. And I'm negotiating the stones. I'm like shakily going from one stone to another, just going, you know, trying not to fall in the deep. I mean, this, on this path, if I just stay on these rocks, I'm not going to fall in the deep. And there's quite a current under my feet. And I'm sort of going, you know. And I look behind me to make sure Jesus is with me. See? I said, I better make sure Jesus is with me. I look behind, and he's there. And he just shrugs his shoulders like this, and he goes, like that. And I mean, What? And he says to me, I thought I told you to follow me, but I seem to be following you. And it was like the lights went on and it was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I've done it again, you know, and um, just have a little listen to this and you'll understand what I mean. You know, you can go there. Through the good, through 
that got to me. And, uh, and I'm listening to that, and it's just like, he said, you know, I thought, I thought I was, you know, in the lead here. And he's so beautiful like that, you know. And I'm going, no, Lord, but I'm the prophet. Like, I'm preparing the way of the Lord. I'm making straight the way of the Lord. I'm removing the boulders. And he's just laughing at me. You're crazy. And he just get, pushes me out of the way kind of thing. And the next minute, he's in front of me. And then, you know, he's like this. And he's just, you know, I'm taking one step. He's going, okay, now step on that one. Okay, now step on that one. He's going, see, this is much better. This is, this is working. This is working. And he's taking my hand. And that's just how it needs to be. That's just how it needs to be. Jesus, we're not making a way for Jesus. He makes a way for us. Amen. New Testament. Yeah. <laughs> you know I was thinking about it and my dad was like um, my mum and dad were ballroom dancers and we I used to love going to parties and just watching them dance together it was just the most gorgeous thing and my mum was a ballroom dancing teacher and my dad was an incredible dancer and they would dance together. I just watch him just, you know, just swooshing her around the room with such elegance and everything. And then he'd come over to me, and you know, I'd be a little girl, and he'd say, "Come on, I'll teach you to dance." And so I'd get there, and I'd get on with Daddy, and he's like up there like that, and he would start to dance, and I'd be tripping over his feet, and you know, and he's going, "No, no, no, let me lead." And I'm like, I am, I am letting you lead, Daddy. I am. And then he would say to me, "Okay, this is what we'll do." You just step on my feet. And I would just step onto my daddy's feet like that. And he would hold me. And then we would do this. And, and we were together. We could do it together. And you know, when you first start to learn to follow Jesus, it's like, just get on his feet. It's okay. You don't have to try and work it out yourself. And there's times when you're so weak, all you can do is get on his feet, no matter how mature you are in him. There's times where you just got to get on daddy's feet again. You know, you just got to get back there again and just say, okay, I'm not doing this. Anybody, you know, the, the, the footprints in the sand thing, there was only one set of footprints. You know, you just get on his feet and you, let it, and you just let him take you. And then the next step to that is, okay, daddy says, okay, you're a bit bigger now and you learn to dance on my feet. So the next thing we need to do now is I need to teach you how to follow me, how to follow me. And, and my daddy, no, I just need a... Um, Somebody. Yeah, Marty, come on, Marty. Come dance with me, Marty. Come on. You couldn't. I'm going to step on your feet. No, no, no. You don't need your shoes. I'm not going to step on your feet, I promise. It was a joke. No, this is another part. So typically, when you're dancing and when a man is leading you, they put their hand in the middle of your back there, very firmly, Ooh. elbow bent. And they take this hand here. And then when you're dancing, he pushes hard into your back here so that wherever he goes, you can start to move and I'll follow you. <laughs> See? Oh, no, you're not pushing my back. That's it. Oh, he's such a good dancer. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to go around. Yeah. That's right. I was supposed to go around. But I decided 
that you weren't leading well enough, so I led you. And so that's what we do with Jesus, don't we? And so the firmer that you're held in the back and the closer you can get to the other person's body, when they move, you move. And you know that we are supposed to become one with Jesus. You know, we're supposed to be that close to him that when he moves, we move. We're supposed to be that close. And John was like that. You know, it says that he was the beloved. He used to call himself, you know, John, the beloved of Jesus. Or the one that Jesus loved, he used to say. And that was because he always just had his head on the breast of Jesus, right there. And he could hear his heartbeat. That's why he got the revelations of heaven, because he was right there in the heartbeat of Jesus. He was one with him. Jesus' greatest prayer is, Father, make them one. As you and I are one, Father, make them one. And if we can move with him, and, and when crisis happens... Press in closer. Feel his hand on your back firmer. Don't resist. Don't try and... Dad used to say to me, he'd be leading me, you know, he'd have his hand on my back and I'd be dancing like this and going like that. And, and I, then I would forget and I'd start pulling him around, you know. He'd say, no, Julie, let me lead. The man leads. And i go, oh, okay. And he'd go, you want to get back on the feet? You know, you know. We don't want to go back there, Dad. And so we just got to rest, relax, lean in, become one. When crisis comes, when change happens, you don't go, I did it my way again. You just stay connected, stay hooked up and stay with your Jesus. You know, you can do nothing on your own anyway. It doesn't matter how much you run around How many ways that you try and work out to get yourself through this change or through this situation that you're facing or just through everyday life? Doesn't matter how many things that you, you know, work out how to do it, you cannot do it on your own. Eventually you fall flat. Eventually you have to come running back to bar, B-A-R, bar, that's what we used to play, chasings, when we were kids. You had to run back, you'd go, bar, and you were safe. B-A-R, bar. You've got to come back to bar. You've got to get hooked up with Jesus again. You've got to, again, reestablish a relationship with him. You've got to repent. You've got to say, I'm so sorry. I, I thought I knew what I was doing. I thought I had this worked out. Yeah, and, I just, and you just come home. You just come home. You knock on the door and he opens the door and you come in and have a meal with him. You just say, oh, can we just start again? Can you help me get through this change? Can you help me? Jesus did nothing. He did nothing without first seeing what his father was doing. Look at this in John 5, 19 to 20. Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees the father doing because whatever the father does, the son does also. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, to your amazement, everybody go, oh. 
He will show you even greater things than these. Far out. John 14, 18 says, I will not leave you as orphans. You're not alone. How many times when we face change or we face crisis, do we all say this, I feel so lonely. I feel like no one understands me. I feel like no one gets it. No, I just, I'm alone. No, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. But I will come to you. And the the lyrics of that song says, wherever you're standing, I'll be by your side. Through the bad, through the good, I'll never be hard to find. And it says, follow me, follow me. I'll do the running for you. I love that. that. I'll be a river. I'll do the running for you. How many of you know that a river runs by itself? And you can't outrun the river. You're best off just jumping in and floating. And let the river do the running for you. And he says, I'll move the mountains for you. You know, sometimes we can just, you know, use all our faith and whoever speaks to this mountain and says, be removed from removed in the sea and, you know, stand our own faith. But I believe this. I believe when we're in Christ, when we're actually moving as one with him, that's when we can speak to those mountains and they shall be removed in Christ. It's us together, not me and him following, not me leading with my faith and Jesus coming along behind to back me up. It's us together. Me, me and him, one, standing in faith together. Amen. And he says, and he says, I'll be your river. I'll keep you floating. So beautiful. You know, Katrina is our, she's not here tonight. She's our secretary, PA, right hand, everybody's friend, pastoral care, whatever in this church. And many of you know that her husband has just um, had recently had a stroke and and so, and that's going on in her life. Now she's got both of her parents dying at once. And, you know, and now she's found out that she's in financial crisis and may lose her home. I mean, that's a lot to, for one little girl to bear when she's trying to help us run this whole church. Right. And that, and you know, and she's there, she's with the Lord, she's crying out. She said, I don't think I can do this, God. Right. And, and Jesus said to her, I never told you to do it. I never told you to do it. Follow me. And he leads her beside a river. He tells her to jump into the river. This is in the spirit, by the way. And she jumps into the river, and she's trying to swim madly, and he just says, float. And she's floating, but she starts to sink, and she feels a hand come up underneath her like that and hold her up. And she's just floating. And just the peace of God just comes over her. Peace like a river <laughs> comes over her. And she's actually doing a painting right now. She's an artist. She's doing a painting of her floating in the river with Jesus under the water holding her up. So amazing. So amazing. You know, Psalm 23, 1 to 4 says this, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
He makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul for his name's sake. You know, this world is so darn fast and change is happening like that all the time. Things are happening all the time. It's so hard to negotiate change because change is inevitable and change is happening to us so fast now. There comes a place where you've got to allow the Lord to restore your soul. There comes a time where you've got to say, Lord, lead me beside some of those still waters. There comes a time where you've got to go to the green pastures, just lay out in the spirit realm or in the natural realm and just chill and allow the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit to come into your very soul and restore you. Restore you. Don't keep running. Don't keep working. Don't keep trying to make things happen. Don't keep looking at the bills. Don't keep fighting in your marriage trying to work it out. Don't keep trying to work those teenagers out. Don't keep trying to get better jobs, more money. You know, stop, rest, float, restore. Let him restore your soul. Amen. I love this part of the song where it says, If you're too proud to follow rivers, how are you ever going to find the sea? And you know, just as the, a river leads to the sea, so the Son of God leads to the Father. And if we're too busy and we're too proud and we're too stupid to follow Jesus, then how are we ever going to find the Father? which is our all in all, our everything and everything. He is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. He completes us. He made us. He knows us. This is our daddy. He sits in heaven enthroned in control of the whole world. And through the river that is Jesus, he takes us to the Father. Do you know that there's a river that flows from the throne room of God from the very throne of God, it flows down the throne of God straight down to us. Amen. And you know that there's angels ascending and descending upon the earth. And they ascend and descend upon Jesus, who is the ladder to heaven for us. And the glory of the Lord is waiting to fill your vessel from the very throne room of God in the river of grace, if we come to Jesus, who is the river, it will lead us to the Father, who is the sea. And all our small, minute problems come into perspective when we stand before the God of the whole universe, our Father. Revelations 22, 1-5. And then the angel of the Lord showed me the river 
of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb. And down the middle of the great street of the city, on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. I want to show you this. This is so important. Because in connecting to Jesus, just in our everyday life, in the changes that we go through, then we connect ourselves through the river to the sea. And when we connect ourselves to the greater picture, to the bigger picture, to the higher realm, to the things that are not seen instead of the things that are seen, then we begin to see the perspective of what can happen in our lives as the fruit of God is produced in our lives through relationship and the leaves of our trees are for the healing of the nations. This is who we are as God's chosen people, a people who live in relationship and, and bring the very fruit of heaven to earth and then give it away. This is our highest calling. And the things of this world, they just want to get in our heads. They want to bog us down. They want to get us distracted. They want to get us looking in all kinds of other directions instead of up. And lift up your gaze. Lift up your gaze and see. There's a bigger picture. It's all in control. Your father has it all under control. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows the middle. He's got your life written in a book and every day he turns the page and he reads the day. Nothing is out of control. And all you've got to do is tap into that peace, tap into that rhythm, tap into that grace, the rhythm of grace. Walk with him, talk with him, move with him, breathe with him, live with him. Ezekiel 47 tells this incredible story about this river, this river of God. And Ezekiel gets a glimpse of this as a prophet of God. Ezekiel 47, 1 to 13, I'm going to quickly go through this and it says, Then he, my guide, this is in the Amplified Version, brought me again to the door of the house of the Lord, the temple. And behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, from the front of the temple was toward the east. And the waters came down from under, from the right side of the temple on the south side of the altar. Then just bear with me with all this scripture, okay, because we're going somewhere. Then he brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around the outside of the outer gate by the way that faces east. And behold... Waters were running out on the right side. Now look at this. And when the man went on eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubits, about 550 feet. And he caused me to pass through the waters, and the waters that were there were like ankle deep. You know, when we first start out walking and learning to follow God and follow Jesus and be in close relationship, just like I said before, you know, you start out and you're just learning to stand on his feet and dance like that. And then you're learning to lean into him and you're learning to walk with him. Amen. And when you first start out, he just leads you in waters that are ankle deep. 
And he teaches you how to walk in that water that's ankle deep. Amen. And then it goes on. Again, he measured a thousand cubits and caused me to pass through the waters that reached to the knees. And then he teaches you to walk in water that's to your knees. And you get used to the depth. You get used to the, 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 the feeling of walking in water to your knees. And again, he measured a thousand cubits and caused me to pass through the waters. And it reached to my loins. Afterward, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass through for the water had risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over or through. Now, when we get to this place where we're learning to walk with him, now look, there may be times, and I'm not just talking about being a new Christian and growing, I'm talking about times where we lose him. We lost him. Where is he? I can't hear him. I can't feel him. He's not in my life. Go back to the ankle deep water. It may, may feel like you have to, you know, press in. Just, and it's only ankle deep. It's like, oh, I hardly felt anything. That's all right. Stay in the ankle deep water. Because what will happen is soon, if you keep pressing in, the water will come up to your knees again. And if you keep pressing in again, then the water's going to come up to your loin again. And if you keep pressing in, then you can lay on your flipping back and float. Then it's out of control. But the hard thing about it is when the water begins to flow and it's out of control and it's so deep that we can't cross and we can't put our feet down and we lose control of ourselves, the hardest thing to do is to resist the temptation to run back to the shore and feel that solid ground again. You know, when Peter got out of that boat, he felt the water under his feet, said, Lord, if that's you out there, you call me out because I'm going to walk on that water like you, Jesus. And Jesus said, it's me, come follow me and Peter stepped out of the boat and put his feet on the water and straight away he looked down and said oh I think I like solid ground better and he started to sink and Jesus reached out his hand and pulled into the surface listen to me it's worth the pressing in let me tell you why let me tell you why who wants to know why it's worth the pressing in it's worth the pressing in let's read on and it says and he said to me, this is now we're floating in the river, floating in the river. And he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? He said to me, son of man, do you get this? Are you getting this? Are you getting this? It's worth it. Go deep. And then he led me and caused me to return to the bank of the river. Now, when I arrived, behold, on the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and on the other. And then he said to me, these waters, listen to this, these waters pour out toward the eastern region and go into the Arabia and the Jordan Valley and all into the deep sea. And when they shall enter into the sea, the sea of putrid waters, the waters shall be healed and made fresh. And I'm telling you this, If you learn to get out of control in him, if you learn in your changes to just flow with that river, you know the river does not flow straight. And there are are changes in the river. There are tides, there are currents, there there is movement in the river. But if you learn to not try and control that and work it out and think if I just maneuver this way and I'll maneuver that way, if I just get a boat, you know, if I just swim really fast or if I swim against the tide, if you just learn to let go and float, then the waters in your life, the very presence of God in your life, 
is going to go out into the putrid water of this world and it's going to make it clean and it's going to make it fresh because what is on your life has to affect your environment. Pure water, like the eyes of Jesus that looked into my very soul. The eyes of pure water. You can be like that too. You can have eyes that look into the eyes of other human beings and show them that there is a way, there is the truth, there is life. Now look at this. Oh, I love this. Verse 9, And wherever the double river shall go, every living creature which swarms shall live. Do you know that you can carry life in the very essence of your being? You can carry life. And wherever you go, things can come alive. Things can live. People can live. Situations can live. It says this, And there shall be a very great number of fish. If there shall be a great number of fish, because these waters go there, and the waters of the sea shall be healed and made fresh, and everything shall live. There shall be a great number of souls to be saved. If we can walk with him, we can go fishing. What was the very first scripture that I said? Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. There are fish that need to be caught, that will be caught because we are in the flow of the Holy Spirit because we're learning to walk with Jesus. Amen? And then it says this, and it just says fish of many kinds. Listen, listen, be prepared of fish of many kinds. It doesn't matter how much they scream and yell and how ugly they are and how smelly they are or whatever. Just catch them fish, gut them, and let's get them right for God. Amen? And then it says in verse 11, but it's swamps and it's marshes. Now listen to this. It says, but it's swamps and it's marshes shall become wholesome for animal, shall not become wholesome for animal life. They shall, as the river subsides, be left encrusted with salt and given over to it. Just keep the music down a bit. This, this is a warning. You know, Jesus says, follow me. But if you stop following Jesus, you come out of the flow of the river of God and you turn into a swamp or a marsh. And not only will nothing grow and no life come from you, but you'll become encrusted with salt and you'll be given over to it. Don't stay too long in that place of I can do it my way. Don't stay too long in sin. Repent quickly. Don't be proud. Don't be arrogant. Let down your walls and move with the sea, move with the river, or you'll be given over to it. Amen. And look at this. This is the good news. And on the banks of the river, on both its sides, there shall grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves shall not fade, not even in old age. Nor shall their fruit fail to meet the demand. Their fruit shall not fail to meet the demand. You will have enough fruit in your life to give away and meet the demand of mankind. Each tree shall bring forth new fruit every month. 
these supernatural qualities being because their waters came out of the sanctuary and their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. How beautiful is that? How amazing is that? And you know, all it takes as we stand to our feet right now in this place, all it takes is surrender. All it takes is, I've been doing it my way, Lord. I've been trying to negotiate my own changes, but Lord, I want to do it your way. Let's all just close our eyes in this place right now. Why don't you just begin to pray to him right now? Say, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to follow you, Lord. I want to follow you all the way through the changes of my life, Lord. Through the, through the valleys, Lord. Through the mountains. Whatever comes, whatever goes, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to follow you, Lord. hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.